It's great to have you tuning into Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're calling this series of podcasts Reform. We'll be sharing how soul shepherding can help you to be reformed by God's grace to be more like Jesus. During this series, you'll experience some of our teaching from our Institute in Spiritual Formation and Soul Care. Registration is open for the next Soul Shepherding Institute community of pastors and all kinds of men and women in ministry. We'd love to have you join us. Hi, Soul Talks friends. We're so happy to be back with you. Bill and I were leading our Spiritual Formation Institute week last week. And it was so fun to meet some of you for the first time. And we want to give a shout out to Heather Yates. Hey, girl. It was so neat to finally get to be with you in person for the week and to learn your story, a little bit more about your ministry and your family. Such a joy for us. And we're praying for you. So, Bill, we wanted to share just a little bit of the learnings and the fruit and of our week together last week, so that those in our Soul Talks community that weren't there could could have a little taste of it. Because maybe you want to join us next time. We had 25 women and men in ministry from all over, England and Canada, the East Coast, uh, up and down the West Coast, uh, Colorado, uh, many different places coming together, and everybody uh, seeking Jesus together and wanting to learn how to live in his easy yoke and how to be formed to be more like him in the context of an authentic community where we really make space to slow down and be present to God and to each other uh, so that we can learn and bring our lives and our ministries to the Lord and discover how better to serve him. Yeah, and I think one of the things I always enjoy, Bill, it's a gift to me too, it always is to the people that come, they always comment on this, but it's always a gift for me every week too, because we practice a rhythm of life together in community during the week, and we're meditating some scriptures together and going deep, really deep with a few scriptures that are pretty key, and things that we we know, like we know in our head, we know really well, we even teach on things. We get to know in our experience in a really deeper way, and not just in our own experience and relationship with God, but with each other too. And so I think one of the things I heard other people say last week throughout the week and that I enjoyed again is how Jesus moves at our pace. If we need to slow down, it's okay. He's still walking with us. That was one of my takeaways from the week is the way that you described that when you were teaching, Christy. It just it came across to me uh, fresh and new. I, I, it's, I wrote the book on the easy yoke, but the way you put that it was like, yeah, it's not, I can't get to Jesus' pace unless he gets to my pace first. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because I shared that experience that I shared about walking in the mountains, you know, in a salt and silence time you know, 15 years ago or more, and trying to find my pace because at that time we had little kids and I had been so used to all my life to trying to either keep up with my mom and dad or my big sisters or keep up with you and your long legs and athletic mm. build or slow down to try to, you know, mm-hmm. go at the pace of my, my young children. And so here I was trying to find, I didn't even know what my pace was. And then Jesus saying to me, Hey, I'll walk with you. You just walk whatever you can do, whatever's comfortable for you. I want to walk your pace. And as I shared that story, even though I share that story every every uh, spiritual formation retreat, 
You heard it differently this year. You heard it personally for you. I did. I, it was like the Lord was saying to me, hey, even if you're, Bill, if you're, if you're going too fast, hey, I'll run with you. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going sideways, I'll go sideways with you. If you're stuck, I'll, I'll be stuck with you. And we'll, we'll be together in the yoke, uh, you know, because one of the things that we teach is that the easy yoke of Jesus is it's an attachment. It's a secure mm-hmm. attachment, right. to use a psychological term. It's a, it's a quality of being together in relationship. It's the same thing as Jesus saying, abide in me, uh, remain in me, keep, keep in step with me, in other words. So Jesus gets into our step so that we can get into his step. Yeah, and even though the, the newness and the profundity of that word from the Lord to me and experience with me 15 years ago was 15 years ago, and we tell it every time we start a new cohort in this retreat, it still, to me, was meaningful personally because I'm at a different pace than I've ever been right now in my in my life, in my season. So I needed to remember that anew. I needed that grace from the Lord again anew. Well, I, I really appreciate what you're sharing, Christy, because it's so important uh, for all of us in our lives, especially those of us who are preachers or teachers or, or leaders. We can find ourselves sort of resting on the laurels of the things that we've learned and experienced, whether in seminary, graduate school, or our Bible studies, or just in the course of our life and our career, we learn things mm-hmm. that, that are helpful to us or helpful yeah. to other people. And so if we're not careful, our, our current teaching and ministry is all about stories from the past, mm-hmm. you know, when God mm-hmm. touched us or when yeah. God showed us something. But it's like, well, where's the fresh bread? Right. And we, we need that, that manna that's come down from heaven just for today. Yes. And I, I always want to be living a life in which I'm, I'm pressing in closer to Jesus and my heart is soft to God to hear his voice. And there are things going on in my life that are uh, I'm hoping for or that I'm challenged with, uh, stresses, uh, blessings, many different experiences that, that we have. And we want to be living into that authentically and, and prayerfully. And when we do that, it, it keeps the scriptures fresh and new because we're always coming at them from a different place with, with a different concern or a different prayer that's on our heart. And so really appreciate the way that you modeled that, even in sharing a story that you've shared before. You, you've found a different place to tell it from, a different application based on what's going on in your life today. And so that was one of the powerful moments. So a lot of people were really struck by that point. They're like, yeah, Jesus Jesus comes to me and he... he he sort of adopts my personality, my situation in life, and my pace and what's going on. And then as we're connected in that easy yoke, I begin to really experience and learn from him, oh, he's got a better way. <laughs> and so then I adjust my cadence to get in cadence with him, you see. It was so neat, too, to hear from him thinking of the spiritual formation pastor who was with us this week, who had talked about how he'd studied spiritual formation, he's read all the spiritual formation books, he considers himself an expert on spiritual formation, and yet he shared how this week his view of formation had grown in deep and personal ways, and he was he was surprised about that, but he said his experience of, of it this week really expanded his knowing and the reality of how our formation in Christ really really works and how God is doing that. So it was fun fun for us to hear and see the way that here he coming to a retreat that we were leading. He's an expert. He leads retreats like this. He teaches like this. And yet for him to have that experiential reality, that's a deeper learning. It's, and that 
Jesus is always teaching us, no matter how much we know or how much experience we have. There's always more he can learn from us and always more he wants to do in our soul. Yeah, there's always more that we can learn from the Lord. And we just need to slow down and uh, get into an authentic community of, of apprentices to Christ and open our hearts to the Lord. And yeah, that was fun to see um, this uh, pastor and spiritual director do just that and have a, a deeper, fresher experience uh, with the Lord. And part of that's because you know we've got a distinctive in soul shepherding in terms of how we understand formation, that we, we take a very uh, psychological view on that, in integrating Christ-centered psychology and spirituality in order to understand our relationship with God and the places where we get stuck and struggle and in how we grow in wholeness. One of the things that always encourages me is the way that Jesus, in his grace, he really puts his finger on those places where we're kind of in denial <laughs> and does it in such a winsome and gracious way to, in, in the space of the week, help us to, in the context of his delighting in us, gently see this area that he's inviting us to look at that he wants to bring his transformation into. Well, that's a key thing that, that we bring in the spiritual formation week of our institute, really throughout our soul shepherding ministry, but is the power of emotions, because it's so not well understood. And so making a space that we can not only think about our life and what God teaches us in the scriptures, which we certainly need to do that, but also to feel about it. Well, this is so important because it's so important that you're saying this because here you are, this incredibly... You're, you're, if only you could, listeners could see. Christy is beaming. <laughs> Bill's talking about feelings. <laughs> well, here you are, this incredibly intelligent, hugely, deeply educated and experienced man who's so stable. Well, and I, I don't so... know about all that, but that's, that sounds nice anyway. You're, you're saying I've got, a, I've got, a, I'm a head guy. I'm a thinker. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, and and you're you're well accomplished and achieved and smart and and all of this. You're you're not an emotional person that is flying by the whim of your emotions, controlled by your emotions, unpredictable, sensational. I mean, that is not you. And so, I think that's part of why it's powerful when people hear you talk about the value of emotions, even in our our formation in Christ, and in our relationship with Christ and Christ relating to our emotions is it's really powerful. So one of the pastors talked about how amazed he was because he saw that empathy is the key to spiritual you know transformation based on your teaching and your modeling and your and the experience this week. Yeah, it's another pastor who's seminary trained and Educated and well well read, and you know, student of the Bible teaches the Bible every week from from the pulpit. Uh, super knowledgeable. Uh, really appreciate him, and um, he's saying that it was a big insight for him to uh, not just f- from hearing us teach on it, but experiencing it in the in the community and in, in the group times and individual spiritual directions, so forth. That the experience of empathy being understood and validated in his emotions, having that, that drawn out of him, that that really is the key that unlocks spiritual transformation. And if we only stay in our heads when we're in the Bible and when we're learning and so forth, it, it doesn't get very deep for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
we, we just don't realize how much when we're minimizing, avoiding, denying our emotions, how much that sucks energy out of our life and how much it distances us in our relationships, including from God. Mm-hmm. And so to, to really grow in our discipleship to Christ, to really become more like Jesus, we need to open up to the inner stuff in our life. Well, and ambassadors, as ambassadors for Christ or spiritual directors or pastoral counselors or soul shepherds of any kind, we also need to understand this because we need to be able to give empathy to those that God brings, you know, to us to minister to. And it's easy for us to not recognize the power of God's grace through us as we extend His empathy. A great example of this is in First John this morning in my Bible reading was reading in uh, John's epistle, the beloved disciple of Jesus writing to the, the church there, and he says, uh, this is the message. It's the message we heard from Christ and are passing on to you. Like, yeah, well, what is the message? You know, and we all, I hope, have ways that we describe the gospel of Jesus. And how, how is John going to describe the gospel of Jesus? You know, what do you think he's going to say? You know, we, we got particular ways that we, we describe that. We say, well, Jesus went to the cross and died for our sins and rose from the dead, and that, that's, that's the gospel, you know, the, the, the cross. We, we say the cross is the gateway to the kingdom of God, uh, and yet uh, that's not the only way to describe the gospel. And so John says, here's the message, God is light, pure light. There's not a trace of darkness in him. I'm reading from the message version here. And then he continues, if we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life with one another as the sacrificed blood of Jesus, God's son, purges all our sin. And so, of course, he, he gets to the cross there. He's welcoming us into the kingdom of light. And light... Um, is a powerful metaphor here for certainly God's holiness and uh, the, the warmth of God's presence, but it's also a metaphor for an honest life. And John goes on to talk about the importance of confessing our, our shortcomings, our destructive attitudes and uh, ways of living, but, but all that connects in with our emotions and our brokenness, the ways that we're not functioning, and our unmet needs. And so what he's saying is we need to open up to our, our true self, our inner self, and to be honest about what we're really feeling and experiencing, what we're really struggling with, and to um, share that with the Lord and with, with safe people. And that's what it means to walk in the light with Jesus. Yeah, we got to do that together. I think this recipe that God has given us in these retreat weeks of having times of teaching and really going deep with understanding concepts and scripture and doing Bible study together and receiving, you know, that in, in community and then having times of solitude and silence with Jesus to really open up our souls to his touch, to really go deep with, you know, honesty of where we're at and what we're feeling and get in touch with that because we're, we're separated from our work and our normal responsibilities and social media and all, all the distractions, and then to have 
be doing that in a community helps. Mm-hmm. It, it just makes it easy. It's like we're holding each other in that. It makes it easier to do that, knowing we're all doing that together. And then coming back together and doing some reflecting on that and sharing into that and validating for each other what it is we're, we're feeling and experiencing and hearing from God. And then we, we hear that in as we share, it's like, oh, yes, that's, that, that resonates with what God showed me too. And mm-hmm. it, it helps we're, as we listen to each other and as we're processing together, it's like as I listen to you or as I listen to that pastor or that you know, author that's with us, they're articulating some of the inner events in my life. And I'm doing that for them, and, and and it's helpful because it's expanding our sense of Christ with us, Christ at work in us, and our awareness of how God is is transforming us. Yeah, in a healthy community, the, the members are like mirrors to each other. We we get to look look in a mirror and see our, our own story, our own uh, struggles and longings, and ultimately to see Christ reflected back in us. And so, yeah, we've got a diverse community. We've, we, in addition to pastors and pastor couples, we've got people in business and uh, other women and men in different types of ministries. We've got uh, nonprofit leaders and uh, bloggers and uh, just a, a whole uh, uh, great diversity of, of people from different parts of the world, different uh, ethnic groups, different ages, but but one thing in common, this heartbeat for Jesus and wanting to, to draw closer to the Lord and experience the warmth of his presence and to just be more devoted to love him and to love the people around us in, in Jesus' name. So yeah, it's so, it is so rich and so exciting to be with people like that. And, and, and we always, this week, and we always hear from people that say just what you're describing, Christy, that balance of, of the, being a learning community, but then also having this this space where we have TLC time, you know, we're on that's uh, solitude and silence for TLC is to love Christ where we're, we're, we're unplugged. We're, we're resting in God's presence. We're doing whatever we would enjoy with our best friend, Jesus. And every day there's that time to reflect. And so people don't leave our Institute overloaded with information and exhausted. Uh, they, they leave uh, encouraged and energized and, like you said, it's all done in this authentic community of apprentices to Christ, so that so that our our shared life and our, our stories are helping us to draw closer to Jesus. And together, we're 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 learning to see that yeah, Jesus is with us. He is accommodating our our personality and the things that we're struggling with in life, and then helping us to get in cadence with Him and begin to walk in His pace. And that, that's how he forms us spiritually. It, it's, a, it's relational, and it's a whole life process. Bill, at every Institute Week, we always pray that Jesus will be our teacher and our retreat leader. And it's always so fun for me to see the way he personalizes each retreat in ways that you and I certainly didn't plan. One of the things that we heard this week that, that kept popping out from people is hope. Mm-hmm. The Lord restored hope in each of the pastors and leaders and ministers and missionaries that were there this week. And that wasn't something that we thought, now we want people this week to be restored in hope, that we we brought no intentionality into that or didn't do any teaching on hope. But that's what God ministered to each of these, these his, his beloved there. And so that was so neat. And, you know, one of the pastors, missionaries said, I can't even begin to thank you for giving me renewed hope in my walk with the Lord. Another one said, I have hope that real change is possible for me. 
And another one said, God is using soul shepherding to bring healing, wholeness, and growth so that I can become more like Christ and again overflow with his goodness and love to others. Another one said, this week has opened my eyes to God's smile. I've become enthralled with Jesus who gave his life for me. They're, they're getting ignited back again in their love for the Lord and the hope of this life he's, he's called them to. And that's such a joy for us to see too. Yeah, it's not that anybody was hopeless coming in, but our hope needs to be renewed. Uh, hope means anticipation of good. And uh, hope is, is really like the most important virtue because everything is good comes from hope. Uh, Paul teaches that our faith and our love come from the spring of hope. And so it is so important that we are constantly uh, refreshing and rekindling our hope that God is good. He is good to me. He is good through me. And uh, we know that, but yet we might uh, not be experiencing that and trusting that. And so when we, when we get unplugged from our life, we get in a beautiful place, we get with a, a community of authentic disciples of Jesus who are seeking to be emotionally healthy and fruitful and effective in their ministry and their leadership, and we're all together in, in a safe learning community it rekindles hope. It's, it's encouraging. It's nourishing. It's inspiring. And uh, we come away from that with, with a lot of energy to bring back into our life. So for you, our Soul Talk friends, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace so that you can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes and amen. Amen. It's easy to get so busy that we neglect our soul. That's why we created the Soul Shepherding Institute for you. Each of our institute retreats is five days of inspiring teaching, guided experiences with spiritual disciplines, rest, and soul talks. You'll be a part of an authentic community of pastors and other men and women who are serving the Lord in ministry, family, or business. Additionally, you have the option to earn a certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. This track features monthly online classes, readings, and supervised ministry. To learn more, visit soulshepherding.org. It'd be fun to have you in our next community.